Gimme a head with hair, long beautiful hair, shining, gleaming, steaming, flaxen, waxen. Gimme down the there, hair, shoulder length or longer. Here, baby, there, mama, everywhere, daddy, daddy. It's time now for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teolis. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com and please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. You've likely seen her before, but have you heard from her before? Well, if not, that's about to change. Antoinette Johnson joins us right now. Hello, Antoinette. Hello, Jeff. It's great to be talking to you. I've enjoyed what I've seen and read. I mean, you were just in Pinball Magazine number five, and it was a great article. So we got to know a little bit more about you. You've been all over the country. We're going to cover all that here on Pinball Profile today. But uh, again, thanks for talking to me. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Now, let's talk a little bit about the most obvious thing, the hair. And I can relate to you in the total opposite way because (laughs) growing up as a kid, as a ginger, I was always made fun of for my hair. Whereas you, this incredible artist, this spectacular hair, you've always received great compliments for your hair. What's it like? Well, it doesn't always get great compliments. I I do get a lot of bird calls. And uh, actually, very funny story, while I was walking through New York, there was a parrot in an apartment complex, and he could see me outside the window, and the parrot actually started giving me cat calls, (laughs) which is probably the funniest thing that has ever happened with the hair. Next to, I actually had a dog do a double take on me. I don't know if that's ever happened to anyone before. But um, for the most part, it's you know, it's really positive, and um, it's really wonderful just uh, the response that I've received from everyone in the community. Everyone's been great. Uh, I do get a lot of the same questions over and over again. So uh, a lot of my um, coworkers at Marco can actually answer all of my questions now for me. <laughs> I'm guessing many of the questions are, how long does it take, which we read was about four to six hours. You get a bit of anxiety as well when you have to do it because it is such a big project. And uh, the one thing I was surprised is that it's kind of really all freehand. You kind of have an idea in your head and you just go from there. Pretty much. And I've noticed, because uh, sometimes I've, I've gotten very, very detailed with it and That takes uh, even longer, of course. Uh, At one point, I painted the uh, wolf symbol from from the Starks uh, banner in Game of Thrones uh, into my hair. And uh, a lot of people just really, it's it was kind of a shock. They didn't think that it was real and actually didn't believe that it was real. There were some people that flat out didn't believe that it was my hair. So that was uh, quite funny. So I've uh, (laughs) not gone quite as detailed since, but... Yeah, there's. it's pretty much uh, my blank canvas since uh, when my hair's down, it's just blonde. And then when it's up, it's blonde and then I can spray or paint anything in it pretty much. You mentioned Game of Thrones. I just heard for season eight, and I'm not giving any spoiler alerts, the character who plays Sansa Stark wasn't allowed to wash her hair during the entire shooting. Whatever months that took to film season eight and all the six episodes, wasn't allowed to wash her hair to get that kind of Game of Thrones look. Can you imagine... Oh my goodness. I, well, (laughs) when I have the hair up, I'll have it up for maybe about a week and go without washing my hair. And that's pretty uh, torturous. So I definitely feel for her. (laughs) Antoinette, that's the one thing that I was shocked to hear about you, that you can actually sleep with the hair in that special mode. I didn't really, I thought you slept like a bat upside down somewhere. I didn't know how you did it. (laughs) 
actually pretty much just being like a reverse geisha. I uh, just uh, have my my head down. <laughs> it's very sturdy. Uh, I actually have a video on uh, YouTube of my uh, top five questions. And in the video, I actually show how sturdy it is by putting a T-shirt on over my head with the mohawk on, and then it pretty much folds down and then pops right back up again. If anybody thinks they're having a bad hair day, uh, I'm sure you don't want to hear about it. I mean, for what you have to go through to be this great artiste and to see what you do with Marco and all these shows, you don't want to hear about it. Well, you know, people go through uh, different things and everyone's hair is different. Me and my sister, for instance, she uh, she constantly has to wash her hair with how oily her hair is, whereas me, it's, well, obviously don't have to wash my hair as much. So, you know, people just go through different things and sometimes people just need to get it out. But it's so great to be noticed. And my favorite thing about you is that you're original. And that's something that means a lot to me, you know. For many, many years now, I refuse to wear a shirt other than concert shirts or something like that, that I know somebody else has. It's just a, I, I want to be unique. I make sure there's no kind of brand labels or anything like that. I just want to, I want my own brand. I want to be original and I, I strive for that. And I mean, you exemplify that. Well, thank you so much. I would say my, my biggest inspiration for that, since I was probably about uh, five years old, I uh, saw Elvira's first movie. And I just love the way that she carried herself, that she was just really, you know, positive about herself and confident. And no matter how many people ridiculed her, she still, like, kept this positive image of herself and just, you know, did what she felt was right. And I I never exactly, like, wanted to be, look, I, I mean, obviously, Cassandra Peterson, still unbelievably gorgeous and probably will forever remain insanely gorgeous. Just her whole attitude just inspired me to just be me and just keep uh, a positive frame of mind and not think too much about what other people, you know, think or judge. Cassandra and her Elvira character are spectacular, too. I mean, just so funny. I'm I'm a big fan because of her actual comedy. Her groundlings background means a lot to me as someone who really enjoys comedy. I mean, she is a sharp, sharp woman, a great business person and not surprised to see the rumor of another Elvira machine coming out because of the popularity of Scared Stiff and your favorite game, Elvira and the Party Monsters. You love that game. Absolutely. It was my uh, very first machine that I that I bought. And uh, yeah, it still is my favorite game. Yeah, I, uh, I hope to own it again very soon. <laughs> well, I want to think about your pinball experiences. And Elvira certainly is something that you've been drawn to in that pinball machine. You recall your first pinball machine, Bride of Pinbot, another gorgeous looking machine. Is it the art that attracts you for pinball machines? I know that's a big part for you. Honestly, when I when I used to look at it at the skating rink that I grew up going to, I found every aspect of the machine beautiful, like the mechanics, the play field, art on the play field, art on the back glass, the side art. Since it was uh, a standalone machine at the roller rink, I was able to view the entire cabinet, and I just found it outstanding. And I just found myself staring at it more than I uh, would uh, roller skating most of the time. And sadly, I guess uh, the uh, owners of the roller rink did not know how to repair it, so 
they pretty much just ran it into the ground and eventually got rid of it. I think that was commonplace back in the day. You know, I've heard stories of owner operators, you know, once a machine paid for itself and maybe it wasn't getting played anymore. You would see some of these in the dumpster or just, you know, if it was broken, I can't fix it, but I made its money, it's gone. And I've heard a few of those tales and it kind of breaks my heart as we spend top dollar now for some of these old games and all the refurbishing that goes on. It's a different time now than it was. It's so very sad. Yes, there's and so many games that are really, really great games that just weren't popular, you know, at their time. And I think uh, we're uh, quite ahead of their time, like uh, Orbiter 1. One of my, another one of my favorite games. I think it's absolutely brilliant. You do realize you may be the only person in history to say Orbiter One is one of my favorite games. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's so original, is that why you're a big fan of it? I think you know I, I am drawn to to games where people think outside of the box, and that rings true in the two games that I do have, being that they're you know with Haunted House and Bonsai Run that they're you know kind of a standalone in their own category and two of my most favorite games to play. And yeah, a lot of people have uh, <laughs> um, said, Oh, why do you have those games? But cause I love them. <laughs> Art is subjective and so are personal tastes. So, I mean, there is no wrong answer to say, this is my favorite. If it's your, one of my favorite games that people can't stand. I love, love playing the game just cause it, it's fun is champion pub. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's such an awesome looking game. I have to say, well, it, it's probably ruined for me because every time that I've played it, I've played it at tournaments and I didn't know it so well and I got slayed. <laughs> I just get a kick out of it. It's one I recall from my youth and just playing it and just getting to bash and see if you could become the champ. And is it a great pinball machine? No. Is it fun? Absolutely. But, uh, but once again, uh, one of those like aspects of thinking outside the box and just coming up with just new and interesting things like the jump rope. I love that part of the game, like when the ball uh, does the jump rope. I like it too, but I'm in the minority. I know I am, but you know what? It's a, You can't change my mind. I think it's so much fun. And one of the things I like about the game is actually the art and the play field and the design and everything like that. You must have a lot of other favorites other than the Elvira games, the Bride of Pinbot and Orbiter 1. What games do you think are art masterpieces? Definitely a lot of the art by Greg Ferreras, one of my favorite uh, pinball artists. Fathom is uh, absolutely gorgeous. Also, the um, artwork on uh, Williams' Indiana Jones, uh, incredible. And of course, uh, yes, Bride of Pinbot. And uh, actually, one of uh, my favorite back glasses not one of my favorite games, and uh, a lot of people are saying, oh, just buy the game. I'm like, well, no, I, I kind of just want the bass, uh, was Solar Ride. Since I love a mechanical horse, I love the futuristic girl that's riding the horse, and uh, the mirrored back glass, I, I think it's you know, the whole thing is just so nicely put together. And also me being... An equestrian that also like is really close to me. I've been uh, riding horses since uh, probably around uh, five years of age. So just uh, being around horses is really special to me. Can I tell you a story about horse riding, my personal experience? Absolutely. Okay. Now, boy, I mean, we're talking about being polar opposites here. We have the same common interest, but... You know, you have great hair. I'm ridiculed for my hair. You love horse riding. I am terrified of horse riding. <laughs> I'll tell you why. 
Let's go back to this little six-year-old boy who went to day camp or whatever, and on Thursdays, they would have horse riding, and they said, here you go, Jeff, here's Ace the Wonder Horse. I'll never forget. And they said, they got me on. They said, you know, pull this way if you want to go left, pull this way if you want to go right, pull both if you want to stop. Okay, I think I can retain that. I got it. But don't be in part of the Hit the Dirt Club. I'm like, what's Hit the Dirt Club? They said, well, if you fall off, you hit the dirt. And I'm like, oh, thanks for putting that in my head. (laughs) I wasn't in the Hit the Dirt Club. I was the first inaugural member of the Hit the Water Club. Oh, boy. So we're riding... I'm riding Ace the Wonder Horse, and we're going by a creek, and Ace said, boy, it's pretty hot out. I'm pretty thirsty. Ace leans over to take a drink, and I tumble somersault over top of his head into the creek. (laughs) Can you imagine? So, I I mean, all my friends are there. I'm made fun of, and uh, I think horses are beautiful. I'm scared to death of riding one. (laughs) For a brief moment, I... I worked as uh, a guide in the Hollywood uh, Hills at Sunset Ranch, and I would uh, coach many, many terrified adults, children on how to ride. And basically, what you just have to remember with horses, it's it's, it's almost like dealing. You know, you're you're the substitute teacher, and you pretty much have to lay down the law, make sure that uh, the horse knows that you're very stern, because if the horse senses for one second, you're unsure of yourself. That run all over you. It's true. I looked at my little, you know, 50-pound body and this beast that was gorgeous and majestic and, you know, I had no problem feeding it and all that stuff. But when I got on it, I was like, whoa. So you talked about horse riding and you've kind of been all over the United States. You grew up in Florida. You moved to New York City for a time. You were in California and San Fran. Now you're in South Carolina. So you've got to see pretty much most of the country. I know you've driven cross-country a few times. You've got to have a lot of favorite pinball places and maybe some places that people haven't been that are listening to this right now. Where are some of the best places you could suggest? As far as New York goes, Rock Fantasy, Jack Bar, and Sunshine Laundromat, wonderful, wonderful places. One of my um, favorite places in my travels was Game Galaxy just because you, you don't normally see really rare games they definitely have uh, quite a lot, uh, as well as... that. That's Game Galaxy in Nashville, Tennessee? That is. Okay, all right. And the Pinball Hall of Fame, I know that's a place that you like in Vegas as well? Mm-hmm. And uh, just recently, on my uh, uh, last trip across country, Sister Bar in Albuquerque. Incredible place. There are other places you've been that aren't really pinball related. In fact, you just had a birthday. You and I are both Aquarians, and you just had a birthday where you spent it in a caboose. You realize that most people try to not wind up sleeping in a train, and you chose to sleep in a caboose. <laughs> well, I um, I grew up loving trains. Uh, there was actually a uh, train track not far from our farm, and that's where Tropicana would actually transport all of their oranges uh, to the factory. We would walk uh, the train tracks all the time, and we'd watch the trains. And I was also a big fan of uh, the Get Along Game cartoon when I was little, and always wanted the Caboose uh, Clubhouse. So it's uh, been a childhood dream of mine to stay in a caboose. So I was very happy. But uh, that actually wasn't the day of my birthday. Um, my actual birthday was uh, spent uh, at my first day at work in the warehouse at Marco Specialties, which I have to say was incredible. And I love being able to say that, that I love going to work. Yes, you've been with Marco Specialties for almost a year now, and you're there in South Carolina. 
Tell us what it's like working at Marco Specialties. Uh, it's just incredible. I uh, get to uh, work with all sorts of different parts. I get to uh, learn so many new different things. And I'm pretty much, uh, it's like working in family. And you know, it, we all seem to just, you know, work so well together. And it's fantastic. And all the customers that I've met have been excellent. And we definitely strive to uh, make sure all of our customers are happy. I think most people here listening to Pinball Profile, if they own a machine at one point or another, my hand's up. We've contacted Marco Specialties and been very, very happy with the service we've received and the products as well. So I'm very happy that you're happy at Marco Specialties and it's more than just doing the events that uh, are a big, big part of what you do, Antoinette. The other things too that I've heard about you and maybe you're in the right place, you would like to design a pinball machine someday, correct? I would, and uh, that was one of my hopes with uh, joining the crew at the warehouse is just learning more, being around uh, different techs, and just coming up uh, with different ideas. And I, uh, I'm also an artist, so I've uh, come up with a few things, and with all of my inspiration with uh, thinking outside the box, I, I hope to uh, create something that's really uh, wonderful and can withstand the test of time. Oh, I'm sure what you do will be very, very unique, and I'm sure we're going to see that great work, whether it's on a canvas, whether it's on a machine, whether it's photographs, whatever the case may be. You know, what you do certainly stands out, Antoinette. And I guess that's probably one of the reasons uh, you've been on a few movies and television as well, too. Uh, maybe you want to share some of that. Uh, yes. So first time I started doing background was when I uh, moved to New York. I had been in a few short films uh, that were filmed upstate. Some of the more memorable things are the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows movie. You can see me uh, during the Hollywood, or I'm sorry, not the Hollywood, uh, the uh, Halloween parade that uh, Michelangelo uh, goes to almost at the beginning of the movie. And you can see me uh, just uh, off in the background over his shoulder. What are the turtles wearing? Are they in like those special CGI suits or anything like that? Or are they actual costumes? The uh, actors that uh, did play the turtles were in special CGI uniforms, yes. Is it safe to assume that you provided your own wardrobe for that uh, movie? Actually, um, I uh, had uh, brought my own costume since uh, I also used to do a uh, lot of uh, stage performances. I had uh, performed at uh, the Ultra Music Festival. I had danced for Shiny Toy Guns and uh, also uh, danced uh, on the uh, set change for The Cure. So I've accumulated a lot of uh, different costumes and performance wear, and that's what they were looking for, background that had their own costumes and could bring them. So that way they wouldn't have to have wardrobe for over 200 people. Okay. I know about The Cure. That's pretty cool. I'm a big rock fan myself. They're getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Can you tell us about that? I mean, there were some 70,000 people there that you were dancing in front of. It was pretty fun. It uh, ran uh, extremely late and our crew uh, dancer was (laughs) getting very antsy about it. But it was lots of fun, and performance was uh, excellent, especially being able to uh, watch it just right off stage. So uh, that was definitely an awesome experience. Even though like, I wouldn't consider myself an actual uh, dancer, I don't have a problem dancing in front of a large amount of people. I do, however, have 
problem with singing in front of a large group of people, <laughs> which apparently happened at Vancouver, which surprisingly everyone was happy with. I was there with uh, Jack Danger, and to close out the night, I actually uh, sang uh, The Little Mermaid to everyone. <laughs> Well, as exciting it is for me to hear about you, you've got some excitement too. You've got your new game delivered. Do you want to talk about that? So I'm excited to unpack them uh, in my new apartment. And I have some uh, beautiful uh, new hardware for them that I had uh, powder coated uh, just before I left San Francisco. So I'm just excited to see what they look like and we'll uh, definitely be posting pictures of them soon. Have fun with Haunted House, have fun with Bonsai Run. And I know a lot of people are going to be seeing you at Texas Pinball Festival, correct? Yes, absolutely. And uh, we have a uh, special release for Texas. It will be the first time that the Munsters Premium will be available as the show special. So uh, definitely place your orders for that. I I wish uh, my pocket was big enough to do so right now. (laughs) That's a great looking game. And I think you'll do very, very well with sales there. I'm so like, you know, big shout out to that whole design team, John Borg and uh, Christopher Franchi. Those guys did just unbelievable job. So beautiful. That's going to make a lot of people happy if uh, they get that machine for sure. I, I cannot wait to play it. I am so excited. Wow, you really do it all. I mean, upstaging Robert Smith's hair from The Cure, which I don't think has ever been done, singing Disney classics at Vancouver, doing what you're doing at Marco with the specialty events and now working there with the, the wonderful people there. And hopefully, fingers crossed, someday, maybe a pinball design. You really do cover it all, and uh, it's really neat to get to know you, Antoinette. All the best, and thank you once again for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Jeff. It's always good to talk to a fellow Aquarian. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. I'm Jeff Teolis. This is-